0: Welcome to the Nearing Wild Pod, an unfiltered podcast about deep soul-level healing, getting to know your true self, and how to change your reality. Have some fun and raise your consciousness with me. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am Jen from Nearing Wild, and I am a life coach, a soul guide, and I help people heal on a deep level with um, subconscious reprogramming, energetics, intuition, divination, whole list of things. If you're watching, you might notice something a little different. I got a new mic. I'm so excited for this gadget. <laughs> Clearly not a techno person, but... My last mic was not meant for video, so I needed something new. So apologies if the very last um, podcast was not up to par for you. Sound quality wise, it should be good from here on out um, because I got this new one. So, so far, I'm loving it. Uh, Okay, let's get into it. So today we are talking about the mother wound. This is a big one. Oh my gosh. So whether or not you have a really great relationship with your mom, no relationship, um, something in between, listen to this because it's so much more common than people realize. And this is a global issue. It's, It's huge. It affects so many people, men and women. And I think there are um, preconceived notions. When people hear the mother wound, they just feel like they know what it is. No one really talks about it enough. So, um, it's not really about not having your mother there, right? That's a very small part of it. it is a part of it, but it's not the entire thing. So that's probably the biggest false belief about it. Um I'm going to get into more we're going to talk about what it is, where it comes from, how it's really passed down and how you can actually begin to heal it. Um so I hope that this clears some things up. Okay, so what is the mother wound? What I describe the mother wound is as it's really about being unmothered in some sense, in some sense of the word, right? So whether it's emotional or physical abandonment, it's really about not having your needs met when you were younger. So every child of course has needs and the mother wound is about not receiving those needs that you needed. Um, And it is of course from the mother, you can have a father wound too. We're going to be talking about the mother wound. So um, of course, Mothers, just because mothers are humans, um, can unintentionally pass down their wounds and burdens. And that definitely creates a wound as well. But the mother wound, specifically, and what I'm talking about, is more about not really receiving those needs that you required when you were growing up. So if your mother or your mother figure, I'm going to start to say mother, because it can be your mother figure, whoever that is in your life, it doesn't have to be your mother. Um, but if they were inattentive or unaware of your emotional needs as a child um, you likely have wounding in there if uh, the your mother figure your mother was preoccupied emotionally distant um, unavailable even judgmental or shamey. Um, if she had some alcohol addiction or just addiction in general, um, was self-absorbed or narcissistic or absent in general, literally not there. All of these can create a little bit of a mother wound. Even if you don't necessarily feel like you had a bad relationship with your parents, you can a hundred percent have a mother wound. It has nothing to do with being a good person or not a good person. And even listening to this episode, I feel like there might be someone out there who feels some sort of shame thinking like, oh, I don't want to blame my mom for that. That's really, truly not what this is about. Um, It's more about understanding how we've been unconsciously um, shifted that who we were to survive as a child and how it plays out in our life. So I also believe that as a society, we have a tendency to look at the things that happened, like the big things, even sometimes the little things like the traumas, big trauma, little trauma, and we tend to overlook the things that didn't happen because they just felt normal. And it's really hard to pinpoint things that didn't happen until you start to look at them that way. And that's a little bit of an issue because a lot of what molds us to be the way that we are, what creates our personality and what masks we have to wear to fit in, to feel loved, all of these things actually come from the things that don't happen so the things that you don't receive you know it might be that you didn't receive the attention or um it's not necessarily the the big things that did happen so um that's another point to this is it's it's actually hard to recognize when you have a wound like this any wound really um when it's not something that's very obvious right so if you feel any sort of guilt about <laughs> thinking, I want to put this in air quotes, like putting the blame on a family member or your parent, or maybe you're here and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to hear about how my, how my mom screwed me up because I know that, um, that happened. And if that's you also go listen to the last episode if you haven't. Um, but either way, there is no sense of, there's no blame. This is part of being a human being. This is kind of what we took on when we decided to come into the world as a human with our soul. We decided that we would have this family and these are the wounds that we decided to carry with us and we did it so that we could heal them. Okay, I wasn't even planning on talking about that, (laughs) so let me get into it. I also wanted to say real quick that the mother wound is generational, almost all the time. It's generational so that it's passed down ancestrally and it is completely unintentional, Um, but it can be stopped and it can stop with you. Sometimes it's very obvious when we get wounding from our parents, but it's the little things that we don't notice that that's what needs to be recognized and stopped in order to change this wound that is felt and carried throughout all of society. Really, it's it's carried. I'm going to get more into that because this is a collective wound, really. So where does the wound come from? (laughs) Um, A child when growing up, like I mentioned, um, they need to have their needs met in every way. So there are feminine needs and there are masculine needs and um, they have these needs. Children have these needs to learn about who they are, um, to learn about what relationships are like and what a normal relationship looks like, um, to learn about what the world is like, all of our understanding around that. Typically, the mother carries the feminine traits and the father carries the masculine traits. Of course, this doesn't necessarily have to be gender-specific and it definitely isn't gender-specific in same-sex parenting, but I think to understand The roles, that's the language that I'm going to use. So the feminine is nurturing, is caring, is soothing, is validating, is trusting, is surrendering and she is confident and she leads from an inner knowing. Okay. So it's a little bit different. She's more showing the way, whereas the masculine is providing safety is problem solving and is also confident, but leads by directing and motivating, you know, it's, um, a different energy and a child needs both of those. So The mother is showing their child how to love themselves, how to love others, and is showing the child what the universe is all about, that it's okay to trust themselves and it's okay to trust the universe and that the universe has your back. And this is how we um, navigate the world. That's what we're learning from our mother in that sense. It's more about nurturing. It's about self-trust. It's about knowing who you are as a human being, as a person that's very unique and amazing. So when she isn't able to embody that and show a healthy way of, of carrying that, then the child begins to carry this mother wound. Right. So, um, and the reason it's generational is because you can't teach something that you were never taught. So the reason, if you resonate with this, if your parent was not able to embody that, um, really loving and nurturing in the way that you truly needed them. It's because they also didn't receive them. So you grow up not receiving the nurturing, the validation of who you are, that you as a person are okay, that it's okay to trust yourself and the outside world, that you don't have to be closed off, that who you are and the inner knowing of who you are that that's truth and to be able to connect with who you are um you know when we don't receive those things it's really difficult to embody that right so when we don't receive that from a parent um, especially from the mother because that's really how we learn to love and be loved it it does become very difficult to be emotionally aware. That's where we learn the awareness of um, our emotional side and to know that what we're feeling is okay. And what we're feeling is normal. And Hey, this is how you move through them. Those are the things that we learn from our mother, otherwise creating the mother wound. So this really means that the mother figure has not been able to step into her divine feminine side. And that, like I was saying, is likely out of survival um, from her past. And of course she wouldn't have been raised by someone who's in her divine feminine as well. Um, you know, it's, that's how it's really passed down, but here's an added layer. This is really, really great. Something that is slowly changing, but um. We also grow up in a society that is quietly, but also sometimes very loudly telling us that being emotional and being in your feminine is literally weaker than being in the masculine. So over time, of course, things have changed over the years, but we learn that um, men are higher on the the scale. They are more important that women come second, but that includes everything that they embody as well. So if you are in your feminine, you know, both men and women have been told to not don't cry. Don't be emotional. These, this side of us has been shamed. And so we not only have this mother wound from our parents a lot of the time, because they weren't allowed to embody that themselves, but we also have it socially. So even though this is what we deeply crave, like every child really craves this side, they need to be nurtured. And if you aren't nurtured and if you don't get that, if you don't receive that side, that's when you begin to go into survival mode, which I will talk a little bit more about and just shifting who you are based off of the knowledge that you have. So women have been forced to abandon their truth, like their true selves a long, long time ago. And whether you are a man or a woman, this affects you. Because when a woman cannot step into her true self, neither can anyone after her or anyone around her. So the the people that she raises as well. And not only is there... Shame, like there's a whole lot of shame around um, any sort of emotions that have to do with being in the feminine. Um, but it also, societally, we are told that that is lesser. You know, um, I think very slowly we are shifting away from that. But that's a really big part in the mother wound, right? Um, a man receives um, the belief that men shouldn't cry um, or men shouldn't have feelings. And it's really um, forcing them to push away this part of them to say like this, this doesn't exist because it shouldn't exist, you know, and uh, that is creating It's all from the same wound. And that's the reason why it's societal too, is because it's a collective wound. This is something that is carried, um, not just familially, but societally. So every single person loses from this repression because not only can women not embody themselves, men can't either. And men also are pushing away who they truly are and they can't fully embrace their full self. So um this pain has been passed down through the patriarchal societies that we've grown up in and it is slowly changing but that is a big part of this as well. So because you don't get that emotional fulfillment from the feminine, you learn to shift over into the wounded masculine or the wounded feminine. Um, I'm not going to get into this too, too much because I feel like this could be another entire podcast, but you learn to, instead of trust and surrender, you learn to embody the opposite, which is really, um, like survival and control or wanting to control. So I'm going to share a bit about how this can affect you in your life. So if you didn't have this example of the divine feminine, um, leadership in your family or around you, um, it can show up in so many of these ways all of them or just a few of them. It it really varies. So I'm going to list a few of them, but the number one, most common thing I think is having a low sense of self-worth. So doubting yourself, criticizing yourself, shaming yourself. That is so common with the mother wound, just having really low self-confidence, living in the shadows, just living as, you know, not up to your true potential, not allowing yourself to even be able to visualize and see what your true potential is. That might seem like these just words that are I'm talking about, but that's a huge part of this. So of course, if your mom, your mother was not allowed to be fully embodied as her true self, then she's not able to show you that either. Another thing is being disconnected from your true self, like having a, a lost sense of self. I don't know who I am. I, who am I truly? Um, I don't know what my passions are, what my purpose is. Uh, starting to look outside of yourself for answers. Our mother figure, she has a role of showing us how to connect with our true selves, with the universe, with our meaning of life, you know, just the understanding of the greater reason that we're here. And when she didn't learn that growing up, of course, that can't be passed down either. Often there is that loss of a sense of trust within the universe. So trusting the process of life, not that easy when you have this wound, it forces you into control and wanting the answers versus just surrendering and allowing and trusting so it can also put you into a place of beginning to look for validation outside of yourself this one's really really big um seeking attention and validation from a person or from your appearance or in a job title or material things Um, whatever that ends up being, you seek for the validation outside of yourself. And that starts very young. I think there's a lot of shame around this, a lot of shame that people feel or um, put onto other people, but there should be no shame around this. This is who you had to become in order to survive, right? So you didn't get the validation when you were younger from um, the specific validation that you needed at that consistent all the time so you started to look outside of yourself and that might have started very young to to say okay am I okay is this normal am I okay and you look outside of yourself to recognize okay um, I need a little bit of validation of who I am as a person also feeling very uncomfortable or disconnected from your emotions that's another way that this can show up I would say very very common as well uh, we don't learn how to regulate our emotions or how to move through them. It might be hard to express yourself. Maybe you've been told that it's hard for you to open up or that it's hard for people to get to know you or even really know what you're feeling. That's another aspect to this. Uh, you might learn that it's not safe to be vulnerable You might've learned that from a young age, which is a big part of it too. And then another aspect is looking for someone or something outside of yourself to fulfill you or to complete you. So feeling unfulfilled in a relationship, um, especially eventually, you know, that you get to a place where you don't feel fulfilled anymore. And you wonder like, what's the problem? Is it me? I always, this always happens that is very connected to the mother wound also the next best thing syndrome, which is kind of, kind of similar. So, um, and then for women, it's, uh, this can also play out with men as well. Um, but it's very, very consistent and very seen in, in the world right now, that feeling of being competitive or, or feeling threatened by other women. So, um, that's, that's a huge part of this wounding. Also, the need or the want to feel chosen. That is another part of this wounding. And lastly, oh my gosh, this is so big. This one is a collective wound, I feel. And that is lacking boundaries and freaking people-pleasing, man. Oh my gosh. It is such a consistent wound uh, that is felt and yes, needs to end. We all need to start to put ourselves first. Okay, so all of this, of course, can lead to anxiety and depression and self-loathing, confusion, just not knowing who you are, resentment, feeling like you're living in the shadows, and it often forces you to externally self-soothe. So you probably did not learn how to self-soothe in a healthy way. So you might self-soothe with things like food, alcohol shopping, exercise, um, Netflix, scrolling on your phone, um, drugs, or, you know, meaningless relationships or meaningless sex. And that's all from feeling disembodied and not learning how to connect with ourselves from a young age. And it's the only way we learn to self-soothe. I wanted to have a little bit of fun and tell you a couple of characters, are like archetypes from uh, TV shows, actually. I'm going to see if I can do more of this because I actually think this way sometimes when I'm watching shows. So um, a couple people that come to mind and keep in mind, there are so many different ways that these that this shows up. So if you're like, I do not resonate with that person. I'm just giving one example. There's, I think I named like 20 different ways that this can show up for you. So if you're like, that's not me, uh, that's okay. And if you also feel a bit judgmental of the person, that's okay too, but know that you're judging yourself in those, in, in those ways, that's really what judgment is about. So Cassie, I believe her name is Cassie from Euphoria. Um, she definitely portrays a great mother wound. Her mother is unavailable and she's also an alcoholic. She's not there to emotionally be there for her daughter. And, and Cassie has low self-worth. She tends to find her worth in other people outside of herself I think that one's a really great one. Another person is Gary from A Million Little Things. Great character. And he's a really great example of someone who's kind of healing from this mother wound. Because we know, if anyone has seen this from the past, his mother abandoned him when he was younger. And we know that from his past, he kind of wasn't able to fully open up. So he had a whole lot of problems with that and obviously things have changed because I'm saying he's a bit more on the healing side, but not fully healed. Of course. Um, I love both of those shows, by the way, I think they're uh, euphoria has some really great archetype examples and some great ways of seeing wounding and how, um, familial actions and just who we are really is passed down. I think it's very great in that way. A a lot of shows and movies are. And A Million Little Things has really great examples of communication among friends, which is fun. And it's just like eye opening. I think the first like 30 episodes, I cried in every single one. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into how to heal, we have to realize, first of all, that it's unintentional. I've mentioned this a few times, but. The switch from victimhood that I talked about in the last episode, um, that what happened to you screwed you up and well, it obviously did frame you the shift away from this is super important, um, to seeing not just our parents, but every person as wounded. Um, I think that is a huge part in this, knowing that your life is, is up to you. Right. Are knowing that our parents wasn't able to give us what they weren't able to receive. Okay, so it's not your fault, also, because there can be this big shadow of the belief that I'm unworthy because this parent wasn't able to give me exactly what I needed. So they didn't want to, you know, they decided not to, but it's actually about that person. It's about the parent. It's not about you. So that recognition is going to help as well. And we carry a lot of this wounding actually in our DNA. And I think that's really important. So the trauma that has been experienced and endured by our ancestors Literally affects our DNA in a way that it's passed down from generation to generation from seven years before, seven years after. And if you're curious about that, you want to read more, uh, read about epigenetics. Okay. Uh, It's very cool to recognize that it literally is passed down in our DNA. And that's very affirming too. So, what to actually do to heal first? I think what I would like to say is that. Know that this is a life journey, just like all of our healing, that it's actually very, very deep. So there's multiple layers. Don't let that discourage you because each layer is ready to come off when you're ready to remove it. So, it might feel like, oh my gosh, I have so many things to heal from, but you only have what is right in front of you. And that's why working with someone can really help as well. Also, trusting your intuition and learning to trust that is going to be huge. So, healing also, I believe, fully has to happen on your own, not in relationship. So, of course, in relationships, it can really help you see where you need healing, but the specific healing that needs to be done needs to be with yourself. And that can eventually lead to healing together. Um, obviously you can be in a relationship as you heal, but it's your journey and it's very specific to you. Okay. Also radical acceptance is going to be huge. So releasing all of the shame that you might have around any of this, because It's really easy. I think the world literally shames us for being who we are. And it's really easy to take that on and and take it on as truth. But it's who you had to become to survive your childhood, to survive growing up in this world. It's who you had to become. And you had these, this mask to put on this, these layers to put on like the ego layers for your survival. And it's not who you are. It's it's absolutely not. It's just um, layers that you need to begin to release. So if you still have shame, you're not going to be able to heal it. So the radical acceptance is recognizing that. I am this way and I recognize these things about myself that I might feel shameful for, but that's okay because a, you're not alone and I'm doing this because yeah, I have a mother wounds just like everyone, just like so many people. Okay. I promise you it's okay. And you will be able to heal the more that you really understand that. And the more that you allow it. So I am a huge proponent of healing the root not the symptom. So I think looking at the symptoms, the things in your life that you want to change, um, there might be multiple things about yourself, about your relationship, about um career, about um your non-relationship, if you're single, whatever it is, that's great. I think it's a really great way to start, but it all connects back to the root. So what you need to heal in inside where it began. I'll just give an example of someone who really wants to go to the gym or wants to, I'll take it further, wants to lose weight and they try and try and try and fail and try and do the same thing. And that's the diet cycle, but that's because they're not connecting to the root. What do you really want? You know, if it's like, I want to stop watching TV all the time, but like, why, you know, so just connecting to what do you really want and, um, begin to, figure out where that started, where that began, why you had to start doing that in the first place, because there's always a reason. Um, It's all about learning to remother yourself. So becoming aware of those things and healing from, from the beginning. So Looking at maybe how your mother wound or however this played out for you, how it affected you and also how it played out generationally that can help as well. This is something that I work on with clients specifically and just going deeper to see how our life is a direct result of these wounds because it starts small and just kind of sprinkles out into our entire life. And you don't realize that it does show up in so many different ways. Last month, I worked with a client and we were able to connect to the common thread because um, there was a shadow that had been passed down in her family line for generations and just the awareness of, oh, it's all connected. Like this is something that was playing out in so many areas of her life from not being able to show up and feel confident in her relationship in her career, wanting to do something that felt right for her. She wasn't able to do that. Really numbing out and avoiding on her phone and Netflix, not being able to pay attention to her daughter in the way that she wanted to. Seeing some of the same qualities that she had in her children. It all stemmed to the childhood wounding. And sometimes there's multiple and that's okay. And that's normal, but that understanding can really help you move beyond that and help you heal. And the awareness of where it started is so confirming too, because like I said, it's not who you are. It's, it's because of something that you've experienced. Um, and that leads to, you know, this realization, grieving it, and then beginning to heal your inner child. Like that's a huge part of this. And it can be very freaking difficult at first and really emotional, but the relief and the healing is so huge. Also connecting back to your true self, just really connecting quieting everything down and connecting to the truth of what's within you. So starting to meditate, starting to practice mindfulness, maybe a daily routine, doing things that feel really good. That is going to really help you as well. Also working on your nervous system. A lot of these things can affect the way that your body reacts and, uh, we experience things when we're younger and we think that we've just left it back there, but actually our body carries it with us. There's a book called the body keeps the score and that can really help you talk through that because your anxiety and depression, or any of these things, especially anxious thoughts and feelings can be very connected to your body carrying that trauma. Um, and you can move through that with more meditation, with somatic practices. Um, and I've put together some journal prompts for you to help you move through these things. Um, if that's your thing too, check out the show notes, to download them, they're free of course. And I would love to share them with you and hear your thoughts. Oh my gosh. That's it. I feel like this was such a good and juicy episode. If you wanted to let me know your thoughts, leave a review. Oh my gosh. I would, I would love it so much. And now all I'm going to say is put down your phone and get outside. Okay. I'm going to talk to you next week.